I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hi, my name is Neil Anderson. Welcome to my podcast. This is Return to Real. I've got a cool show for you, but before we get into that, with Tyler Samford and Sam Hirsch on Rex Changer, I got to tell you a story. The story goes like this. A couple years ago, I got remarried. In that remarriage, I picked up four stepchildren, and we were all super excited to go on a camping trip. What a blast. Just camping. We didn't have any real elaborate thoughts or plans, but off we went to to plan our camping trip. We had nothing. Not a sleeping bag. We had like one, but we got nine of us now. There's nine, seven kids and two of us. We had no we had, we had no tents. We had no camping cooking equipment. We had nothing. Nothing. And so the most basic of things that we take for granted, I could not do. I could not go camping with my new family. I couldn't go camping at all. And I thought, eh, no problem. I'll run down. I'll buy a couple sleeping bags. Do you know how much money a sleeping bag is? Forget the sleeping bag. Do you know, do you know what the real expensive stuff is? Sleeping pads. Every sleeping pad's over 100 bucks. Times that by nine. Yeah. Yeah, that gets tough. And I'm like, there's got to be a thing. Now, the other week, Lindsay and I were going to go. We had this wild hair, and we thought we'd go just – I don't know, canoe the, the Great Salt Lake. And we thought, well, that's going to be hard because we have no canoe. And for some reason, I put it on social media, which I am ought to do. And Tyler writes back and he's like, hey, remember me? I'm like, of course I do. And he's like, we could just give you one. Like you could rent them for super cheap. I was like, that's a thing? He goes, that is a thing. And so I started looking into Rex Changer. Rex Changer. And I have to bring this to you today because if you need any sort of camping equipment, these guys have got you covered. This is the Airbnb of Outdoor Rec. Amazing thought, amazing idea. You don't have to go buy this stuff and you don't have to rent it at these ridiculous prices. We were thinking about going skiing once and that wasn't going to happen either. But I looked at skis online on Direct Changer on their app, 15 bucks. I know. Tyler Sanford, Sam Hirsch, welcome to the show. Tell me about Rex Changer. What is it? Yeah, well, thank you for having us, Neil. Um, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Um, so, as you've heard before, Rex Changer is basically like the Airbnb of recreation. Um, so, we do anything from uh, non motorized boats to camping gear, um, mountain bikes, anything in between. Um, anything that you can think would be fun outdoors that doesn't really have a motor right now is what we focus on. That, so 
whose idea was this? Like, that's a great idea. How come everybody hasn't already had this idea? Yeah, uh, so it was actually my idea. I, I got it when I was a kid. Um, my family had a ski boat when we were younger, and my father actually was out of work for a little bit, so we had to get rid of our ski boat. And then um, I was too young to pursue anything back then, but I was like, that'd be a good idea if someone could rent out their ski boat or like, <laughs> like pretty cheap. I mean, it wouldn't be that cheap, but cheaper than traditional rental agencies. And then my wife and I actually went up to Pineview Reservoir um, like last year, two years ago, and we were looking at getting a jet ski, renting a jet ski. And for four hours, in the, for four hours out of the day, it was like $400. I know. And just, yeah. it costs like five grand. So I'm like, these people are making a ton of money. And I'm like, nobody has anything where if I own a jet ski, I can make money on it. It's only these traditional rental agencies. So that's where the idea sparked. So your thoughts are, I'm sitting here on a bunch of camping equipment or uh, not jet skis because that's a motor. But just to use your example, I'm sitting here on a jet ski. It's sitting in the garage. We didn't have a chance to use it this year. We got busy. COVID took over, whatever. Somebody, maybe somebody wants to borrow mine and take really good care of it. So you guys created an app. It, this is a, a, a an app that a person can download, which I did today. It was super easy. Now, I'm, I'm an old guy, right? Gen X, this isn't our thing. We don't do apps. We don't like, we don't share, we don't comment. But I got on yours and it was like easy. Yeah, yeah. That's one of our main goals with the app is we really want to make it super seamless, as easy as possible um, to get on and just immediately start looking at what gear is available near you, uh, what, what you can take out for the day and find exactly what you're looking for. What a great idea. Where did you guys meet? Uh, we met at uh, University of Utah um, at the Lassonde Entrepreneurship Institute up there. Right. They do cool stuff up there. I've been up there doing fitness stuff for those guys where they they were making a, a fitness app. And they're like, is this the right thing? I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Nice job. Because 100% of the time, I'm like, no, that's dumb. But you guys do it right up there. What is Lassonde? Tell me about it. Yeah, uh, so Lasonde is like the entrepreneurial center at the University of Utah. Uh, they're trying to just encourage entrepreneurship in all forms. They've got um, an incubator space. It's also a dorm space for people who are interested in entrepreneurship. Um, they've got a, a workshop where you can prototype all your gear, whatever you want to do there. Uh, and I've been working with uh, a lot of Lasonde startups. I did a lot of software engineering, like contract software engineering, uh, with a lot of different startups there. And so I was just hanging out looking for, for new clients. And one day Tyler approached me and was saying, hey, uh, we need a new developer for RexChanger. And I, I honestly immediately fell in love with the product. Um, I've been doing the outdoors for my whole life. I've been a summer camp counselor, um, been canoeing for forever. And so just fell in love with RexChanger and, and couldn't say no. Well, you guys have won some some awards, right? Like you guys got funded, like got some scholarship thing up there. Yeah, so we do uh, what's called get seated up there a lot. Um, not anymore because we've reached our limit. But um, so they they do these monthly seed rounds where you go in and you have like a pre-pitch and you try and get into the first round. And then um, once you get into the first round, then you go to the live pitch event. And then there's like probably – 200 people in the audience and you pitch to the audience and then the audience votes on who they like and 
um, depending on the month, you can it can range from anywhere from like five hundred to like a thousand five hundred dollars that you can get. And you guys, you guys won that. I saw that. That was a pretty big deal. Yeah, we've won that like um, probably four or five times, and then um, we got into some qualifier rounds of like Opportunity Quest, which is a bigger one. Um, we didn't make it to the final round, but we're definitely working on improving the app every day and improving the whole uh, platform itself. So I think eventually we'll be able to win some of these bigger competitions. So how do I find it? Tell me, tell me the, or tell all of us like how we, we get there. Yes. So as of right now, we have a functioning app on both platforms, uh, Android and iOS. Um, Our website is currently under development um, it's a very minimalistic stages right now, um, but we're hoping to get that done or just up to a running stand um, by mid midsummer this year. Um, but the app is 100% fully functional start to finish. You can rent out your gear, message people on there. Um, Sam actually has probably more information on what you can do. He's our developer, so... <laughs> Sam, tell me something. Do you even need a website anymore? It's 2020. Do people have websites? Do they care? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the website still has some value. Uh, we we went for app first uh, with our development, which made a lot of sense for us, um, just because the app uh, gets us a, a really easy way to get right in your pocket um, and start, you know, uh, listing gear. And when we have people who are renting out their own gear, we want to have an app platform. Uh, rather than a website because it has a little more retention. We can keep track of them a little better uh, through an app than we could through the website. But the web platform still does have value because, you know, let's say you hear about a new product. Let's say you're listening to this right now and you hear RexChanger. The first thing you're going to do is, is Google RexChanger. And right. we, want you to, we want you to hit our website and it to be fully functional right there. And that should be the thing that convinces you to then download our app. Let me tell you the thing that convinced me. So I go flicking through it, right? I, I open it up and I'm going to go to the top of the page because I've been, here's a women's ski package. So we were going to go skiing last year. I was like, you know, I've never taken my kids skiing. I live in Utah. I'm a skier um, and this is kind of a shame. So then I started looking up ski prices. Have you guys seen those? Yeah, yeah they're crazy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Even rentals are crazy. But here, the very first thing on your page, I flick it open, women's ski package, brand new dark blue Solomon's powder skis, poles, boots, jacket, snow pants, helmet, um, etc. $15. This lady apparently is renting her stuff out for $15 today. That's yeah. amazing. I wish I'd have known about that. Like, that's amazing. There's nothing like that. And all I do is I go in and I click that and I can sign up for her stuff. She'll rent it to me. How do I come into possession of that? We just make arrangements like an Airbnb and I go get it? Yeah, basically. So we suggest to our clientele to meet in a more public area just for security purposes. You don't really want anyone to know where you live and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can, if you feel comfortable with the person, we do a lot of verification too um, on the app. Like we have profile pics and all that. So, um, so if you feel comfortable, you can, but we recommend doing it in a more public space. And then you just schedule a time to meet up and then uh, you take the equipment and then it's a 24 hour rental is our minimum. So, and then you return it back the next day. Here's another one. Um, 
Ronix women's life jacket. I don't, I don't know what the Ronix means, but it looks really nice. Kind of got a collar and stuff on it. Five bucks. Five bucks a day. Women's small. Here's a static five sleeping bag from Climate. Um, five bucks. Sierra Design flashlight. Um, this isn't right. Sierra Design flashlight. Oh, two. Tent. It's a tent. Flashlight two. Whatever that means. Um, ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, ten bucks. I can I can get a I can get a two person packable tent for ten bucks for a day. Guys, this is this is amazing. Um, well, so far, what's been the response to this? Um, we've had a lot of positive response. Um, definitely, the people love the pricing. Our pricing is very competitive. Um, on average, about forty percent less than traditional rental agencies. Yeah, by far, way more. And not only that, but you can't rent a sleeping bag in many places, right? Like, where do you even yeah, find yeah, a sleeping yeah. bag? So that's not even kind of possible. There was, I saw in here, there was like a, a cook stove. That was something that we were needing. We were thinking, man, I got to get a cook stove. But by the time we got our, our our tent and all the other stuff, we were upside down. We, we just wasn't in the budget yet. And it took us a long time to get there. I wish I'd have had this back when we, we started that. What a great idea. Um, how, how's it work? So I go in and I just click it. Let's say that I had some stuff to rent. Are you guys looking for renters, people to rent their stuff out? And then how would that work? Obviously, if I want to rent it, I can go to the thing and just grab it. But what if I wanted to, I have like a mountain bike and I'd like it to be used or whatever. For sure. Yeah. So it's all done through the exact same platform, the same app that you have now. You could start renting your gear today if you wanted to. Um, you just have to hit, there's a little plus button on your screen there. Um, oh, I see that'll be to add gear. Uh, there's a little additional process that you have to go through because we do have to verify your identity before you can become a renter. Um, so we just have to make sure you're a real person and that you're uh, a legal citizen. Um, and then, yeah, you list your gear, you pick your price, you set days that it's available, upload some photos, um, and then it'll be immediately listed in our marketplace. And then uh, if someone wants to rent it, you'll get a notification, start chatting with them and uh, work out the details. I loved the thing that Tyler said to me when we talked a couple of weeks ago, he was like, it's like this. Let's say you had um, this piece of gear and you wanted to upgrade to that piece of gear. Do you remember telling me a little bit about that, Tyler? Yeah. Um, it's, it's like a trial platform almost like customers can go on and say we have like Neil's mountain bike on there. Once he puts that on there, if people wanted to get a mountain bike, but they're not sure of what kind of mountain bike they like, um, they can either have a trial run or even if you as the renter wanted to get a newer mountain bike and you're like, um, I don't want to see this one not go to use anymore. You can still get use out of it and make residual income on it while you're doing it, which is nice. I love that thought. So uh, I don't know if I'd let anybody ride my mountain bike, but I do have camping equipment. Like my mountain bike is my thing, but there's other people that don't feel like that. But if I did one, I've, I've had stuff where I was like, I, I would like to try a better piece of equipment, right? Mm-hmm. I can't really afford two pieces of equipment right now. If, if you rented out your piece of equipment over and over and over again, you could eventually work your way into that place where it sort of pays for itself. Like that thought, when you said that to me a couple of weeks ago, I was like, that's, that's cool. Cause everybody, look, if you're into outdoors or you're into gear at all, there's always another thing that's a little higher zoot with a few more unobtainium chichis on it. And that's all you want. 
right? But how do you, everybody can't afford it, not all the time. So for me, it was like, that's a great idea. You just rent yours a few times, make the extra money, boom. And, and you're not using your stuff all the time. No, exactly. Uh, if you, we've surveyed people and just asked, like, on average, how often are you using, like, your snowboard? And people are like, well, I can only really go on weekends. I mean, I have a nine-to-five job. But then we have all these people coming in from visitors from out of state that are like, oh, I'm here for the whole week. And I would love to get a rental on a snowboard for a reasonable price instead of paying like 50 at a traditional rental agency for a package deal. You're paying like $10, $15 for a package for a snowboard that you could use all week. Mm. Mm. That's brilliant. Now, two questions. One is I'm renting my stuff out. How do I get my money? Is it just as easy as it sounds? I they rent it for me and it goes to my bank. Does it go through your bank? How's that work? Yeah. Yeah. So it actually works a lot like Venmo if you've ever used Venmo. Yeah. Uh, but all the transactions are handled automatically. Um, as soon as you approve a request for rental, uh, the money will be charged to the person who requested it. Um, and then it'll show up in your RexChanger account. And then you can actually, uh, if you turn around and you want to rent someone else's gear, you can actually use that money in your RexChanger account um, immediately without any hassle uh, and rent out their gear. Or you can just request that it all gets transferred to your bank account. And then uh, a couple of days later, you'll get a nice paycheck. Wow. Um, how do you guys make money? So uh, imagine you guys are, your app was free. I didn't have to pay a thing for it. So how, what is their percentage? Yeah, it's a 20% right now. Um, that's the like average of peer-to-peer rentals like Airbnb and everything. Um, mm-hmm. So we took, took the average of the rental marketplaces that are already in existence and then went from there. Who sets the prices on this? You do. Whoever the, whoever's renting out their equipment, they are setting their own prices. So if you want to see product move faster, we recommend that you do it at a lower a lower uh, price range, or if you want to make a lot of money, then you set it at a higher price range. But we don't actually intervene with what the pricing is. Um, we just let people decide on their own. I mean, we'll give suggestions later on. That's definitely something that we'll look into. But as of right now, it's just pure customers. Yeah, let the market decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I love choices. They're my favorite things. <laughs> Our choices. Um, what happens, this is what everybody's at wondering right now. They're like, oh, that's all fine and good. But what happens if it comes back broken or it doesn't even come back? Now what? Yeah. So um, we actually, as of right now, we have a $1,000 protection policy um, through Rex Changer ourselves. Um, so if something does come back broken, uh, you submit a claim on our app and then we'll process it um, for what the product was valued at, not the whole thousand dollars, of course, um, just whatever the product was valued at. And then, uh, so for that, um, we're, that's one of the things that we're working towards is getting a, uh, insurance policy. That's one of our hurdles so far is trying to get an insurance company to partner with us to enable us to get bigger items. Yeah. So that was going to be my next question is this is a brilliant idea. And obviously you guys pioneered it. This is a startup. You guys invented the app. I'm positive. And so what are some of the challenges, A, that you have faced that you've overcome that surprised you? And then what are your future challenges? There's that insurance thing for sure. Yeah. So um, 
some of the challenges that we've overcome is just like, um, like we've already had a couple rental wrench rentals come through the actual platform. And we've noticed that it's just already kind of a seamless process. Um, it's just easy to use. Customers are very interactive on it. Um, they, they definitely like how easy the, like Sam's made the platform just as user-friendly as possible. Like you said, you got on, you didn't have any troubles getting on the app. And that's one of the hurdles that's hard for apps is trying to make it as user-friendly as possible. And for us, we've succeeded in that. We really pride ourselves on how easy it actually is to use our app um, and how maintainable it is. Um, Sam, how'd you do that? Like, did you... Did you grow this thing from the ground up? Did you, did you find another thing and, and mess with it? Like, and whose ideas was it? Because like I said, I'm an Xer and I'm an old Xer and I'm a salty old Xer. I, I don't do this stuff and I can do it. And I did it the first time and I didn't have to call my wife for help. Like I have to ask her for everything. You guys saw that. Like I couldn't get the mic to work. So how'd you do this? Well, how'd you do this? What's your background and how'd you get into it? For sure. Yeah, so I actually came on a little bit later. So there was already a uh, uh, sort of groundwork that had already been done for the app. Um, and then I, I took it from there and my, my goals were try to just try to improve it as best as I could and make it, yeah, as we talked about, as easy as possible to use. Um, I've been doing app development, gosh, since I was in high school. I started building my first app, uh, I'd say the junior year of high school. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. I, I worked with uh, Lucid Software for, for a summer, uh, my freshman year of college. Um, and I've had a couple other internship experiences that have all just been a really good way to kind of flesh out my app development experience as well as uh, user experience uh, design. Because the way that I approach design is really from a user-first perspective. Uh, which is a thing that I think a lot of engineers sometimes forget to do. Uh, and it is always, no matter what feature you're doing, you have to put on blinders when you're testing it out. You have to pretend like, I don't know tech. I don't know what this feature does or how it works. Should, will I figure it out? Will I be able to use this feature? Um, and that's sort of been my guiding principle with everything that I do with Rex Changer has been like, you know, uh, I need to view this as a user. How can I make this easy? How can I remove all tech assumptions that I have uh, and make this as seamless as possible? You killed it. You killed oh, thank it. you. I appreciate that. If I can that. do this, anybody can do it. And I, I mean <laughs> that from the bottom of my heart. What's the future, guys? Where are you going next? Yeah, yeah that's a, a really great question. I can talk about the tech stuff we're doing next. Tyler can talk about the, the business stuff. <laughs> um, so uh, the next big goals, one of which, uh, one of the big things is that in insurance policy that we were talking about. And on the tech side, we also have a more technical solution, which is uh, going to be implementing a, um, a deposit system whereby, you know, you pay more up front and then you get your money back when you return it as long as it is in good condition. Otherwise, we'll use that money for repairs or replacements if needed. Right. Um, that's one of the, big, the bigger things that's coming. The next thing is we also want to open up our search database. So we want that to be a public resource. So let's say you're going on, you know, you're planning a camping trip and you, you're researching, uh, you know, campsites. We want that website to be able to say, hey, while you're in the area, here's some things on Rex Changer that are available. Yeah. What a great idea. 
Um, no. Hard to hard to create. Is that hard to do? Uh, it's a little bit just with security. You know, opening up the database, we have to make sure that we're only exposing uh, the bare minimum of information that won't uh, won't kind of expose our user base. Uh, but overall, it's it's just uh, setting a couple parameters and then turning it loose. Yeah, this stuff hurts my brain. I, I'm so <laughs> impressed by it. Tyler, business guy. What's what's next? What are you doing? Yes. Yeah, so, um... I don't know if you've seen, but on our on our uh, Instagram and social media and stuff, we we actually go and do a lot of uh, questable and outdoor events. Um, yeah, Cotopaxi. Yeah, that looks so freaking cool. How yeah. is that? We were one of the sponsors there, um, and it was actually really fun. It's just a all around great event, um, and it's definitely our in our demographic, which is super great for us. Yeah, um, and just a ton of positive feedback at those. Right. That Coda Paxi runs a pretty cool thing. If you have never heard of Questable, you need to go. It's not the subject today, but man, go look that stuff up. Um, your father-in-law turned me on to that. D-Dub turned me on to that. And that was, <laughs> I, I love Coda Paxi stuff. And I love their philosophies. I love who they are as a company. Sounds like you guys reflect a lot of those values, if not set the example for that. Um, that's what's next, huh? We, we, uh, we expanding, How, you know, you getting funding for this. How does it work? Do you yes. need funding? Like if, if there's somebody out there listening right now and it's like, hey, man, I, I need to invest in that. Is that an opportunity for folk? Yeah, of course. I mean, we'd never say no to more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone would, but it's definitely in up upcoming. Um, we'd like to get a little bit further along so we can get a higher valuation of the company so yeah. that we're not taking for everything. But um, it's definitely it, up next. Uh, we're also looking into actually changing over to a B corporation. Um, which will be nice for us so that we can start reinvesting in our community. Um, such as like, maybe we're, we're not entirely sure which, uh, which, uh, organization we would work with, but we definitely would like to become a B corporation. We think it'd be beneficial for us and the community to help. Mm. Mm. You guys have big dreams. I'm proud of you. Like these, yeah, like they're, they're not super old, but they're, they got more stuff going on in their head than I do. I love that about you. Congratulations, you guys. What a great idea. I couldn't go past it. I had to make sure that folks knew about it. So uh, I'm, I'm grateful you spent the time with me on the show today. I'm, I'm excited for you. Um, best of luck of luck for to both of you folks. If you want to oh, check thanks. these guys out, rexchanger.com. That's under construction right now. Uh, you just got to go R-E-X-C-H-A-N-G-E-R on just any app. You guys can get that on the 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 Apple and Android, right? Yeah, it's on yeah. both platforms. And then at Rex Changer on Facebook and then at Rex, Rex Changer with an underscore on Instagram, which is weird because I can't believe there's another company on earth that had Rex Changer. But. It's not even a company. It's just a personal account. But so that's like one that has I bet his name is Rex and I'll bet it's a dog. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Hey, congratulations, you guys. It's been a, a fun time to chatting with you today. Come back and talk to us in the future about all the new developments you're making. Of course. Thanks, sure. Thank you so much. All right, folks, you've been listening to the Return to Real podcast. This is Rex Changer. Go check these guys out. I believe they're up and coming right here on KSL.
a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.